Human tragedy is painful. Sometimes things occur in the world that we can't always rationalise. We have for so long justified our beliefs with, oh, there is a god or there are gods, depending on your own religious beliefs or spiritualism in general, or maybe you have an absence of that and instead you believe in a different moral system. But even amongst all of that morality, the tragedy strikes and in that moment, what are you left with but despair and maybe a few strands of hope and faith? The earthquakes in Turkey and Syria have been devastating. Well over 20,000 have died already and it's going to continue to climb now because it's been several days since the earthquakes. People who are trapped under the rubble but otherwise alive, they're going to run out of food, they're going to run out of water, air, whatnot. It's painful. It hurts seeing it happen and know that you can't be there to help, that you can't intervene, that no matter what you do from here, you're not directly involved there, giving a hand, digging people out. Helping people, guiding people, just being part of something bigger than yourself. The rescue efforts have been widely civilian-led because in the beginning of the earthquakes, people couldn't access the cities that were affected, especially in Syria, which is it's in a war right now. It's very hard to access Syria, especially the northern parts, which are controlled by rebel territory. It must be agonising today because today is Friday, Friday for Muslims is a holy day. Every week on Friday, Jumma, Muslims go to the mosque and they pray together. It's a, it's a nice little routine to have. You see people that you wouldn't otherwise see in that week. You say hello, you say salam, you shake a few hands, you hug a few people. You might spend some time outside of the mosque talking. The mosque leaders will take donations and put it towards whatever cause it is. Sometimes that is the mosque itself, sometimes that's a charity of their choice. Today at my mosque, those donations are going to Turkey and Syria for very obvious reasons. Today at my mosque, when the call to prayer was being announced, there was this deep, deep despair within the man's voice. He called out to prayer, and this man, he recites the Quran beautifully. His Arabic enunciation is just, it's a song to me, it's just so harmonious. On every other Friday, I would sit there in silence and just absorb it into me and just fall back into that faith. This Friday, his voice was hung with despair. It dripped everywhere. You could just see him soaked in this horrible misery. But he sung his call to prayer. He called it out. And it was still beautiful, but in the most melancholy way. The mosque was quieter than usual. Normally, at this time, you would have some people on their phones, some quiet conversation in corners, some whisperings here and there, people making their own prayers before the main prayer happens itself. Today, there was very little of that. Even though, as everyone came in, no one really said it, we all felt the impact of the earthquake upon our community. Because Turkey and Syria are both predominantly Muslim countries. There's a lot of them in our town. They come to our mosque, we pray together, we're brothers. We visit each other's businesses, we know each other, we know families. Families of families, the kids go to school together. Everyone's connected when you're in a little, little community like that, right? And you see your uncles, who aren't really your uncles, but you call them uncle out of respect. Your brothers, you also call brother out of respect. You see them and you just see them furrowed in their own mind. 
Some may have lost relatives, and you can tell when they have because they are just set behind this stone wall of misery. Sadness that you can't even comprehend, because how can you comprehend losing the loved ones in your life? We may have had it in the past, but to someone who never has, what would that feel like? So, that was the mood in the mosque today. It was very painful, but at least everyone was there. There was a sense of sorrowful unity, even though everything that was happening in the world was going on. Even though their rescue efforts were still continuing, even though every day they dig up hundreds of bodies, and they're going to continue to do that for many, many more days. Even though all of that's going on, we still had each other. There was support there. We raised money together. We gave condolences to one another. Money was raised. It's going to go towards them. We work with community centres just from my mosque alone. We're going to raise materials, resources. It's going to go out. That is the beauty of solidarity. People paint Islam in this really ugly light to make it seem out like it's some sort of horrible war-mongering religion. But for me, it's always been about community and about brotherhood and solidarity. Helping out a brother in need when you can. And then one day, if you're ever in need, they'll help you out too. That's the mood this Friday. I'm very thankful that no one I know personally has been affected by the earthquakes. And what can you do other than reach your hearts out to the people who have? We don't live in these countries. We can't go there ourselves and get involved unless you're part of an NGO or something, but we're not, probably. To be able to do nothing is one of the most frustrating experiences that you can have in any scenario ever. To be completely helpless, to just watch it on the news. I remember watching the earthquakes unfold. I clocked into work at 10 o'clock on Monday. The earthquakes happened at dawn, local time. And so for British time, it's already been quite a while. I was watching it on Al Jazeera. They had a live tracker. And watching that toll go up by hundreds every hour. You don't even react. At the beginning, you're just completely analytical. You switch into this sort of academic mindset and you start collecting as much information as possible. It's quite strange to say it in hindsight, but you are researching it. You are gathering as much information as possible, not the emotions. And then over the next few hours, the emotions start to set in. The video footage starts coming in. You start seeing the true impact. Children crying because they have just been orphaned. What hurt me the most to see was those aid workers, the white helmets in Syria, crying out because they have no resources, no heavy machinery, digging children out of the rubble with their bare hands and what little tools they do have. That's painful. The world has done a great injustice on Syria. What have they done to deserve the ignorance that we place upon them? View them as this war-torn country, but why is that war there in the first place? Why has that been perpetuated? Then you have people online saying we should say we said we should be, you know, getting involved, going there, getting sorted out ourselves. No, because the systems that we have set up don't allow that to happen. The United Nations, they sent a convoy there, I think it was about three, four days after the earthquake happened. In the first seventy two hours of an earthquake, that is when you have the highest chance of saving lives. But instead, convoys were sent seventy two hours afterwards. Do you know what was sent? Six trucks. Six trucks for those thousands trapped underneath the rubble. And people will applaud it. People will say, oh, look, at least we did something. 
perhaps here they will do things like oh we'll donate money towards these charities that we don't really know about unicef oxfam and whatnot you know what if you don't do your research chances are you're donating to a charity that has no actual jurisdiction in these territories of the world you might be donating to the red cross by you donating to the syrian red cross otherwise known as the red crescent are you donating to the right organizations at all in the first place are you donating to a for-profit charity or a non-profit we aim to try to do something but by doing something without doing enough research you're doing nothing at all instead you're perpetuating a problem that's plagued these regions for so long you see turkey is a country that has close relationships with the west it's part of nato there is a strong connection there between turkey and other powers in the world where other powers can intervene and help turkey out and that's what's happening right now but in syria a country torn apart by war for over a decade at this point what do they have what do they have what have we taken away from them what have we taken away from them is the answer that you should really be asking because our institutions have torn this country apart it's not the war that's ruined syria it's the absolute disregard that we have for it looking down upon it like it's some sort of cesspit of extremism and conflict and if you go there you'll get shot and the west should embargo it because we need to stop terrorism and refugees from coming into our countries this is the most childish belief ever and people eat it up like fucking idiots syria is a country desperately in need of aid yet the usa the uk france and so on and the western powers have stated openly that nothing's going to change the sanctions will remain in place those aid packages won't be coming because politics takes priority over lives this is the institution that people vote for these are the governments that people even even on the left left right doesn't fucking matter they vote for this they support it they clap their hands when they see their favorite politician come into power but no matter what politician comes through the most undeveloped parts of the world the most overexploited parts of the world nothing changes over there for example right if the uk voted in a labor minister a labor prime minister comes in yay tories are gone we've had tories for 12 years everyone here is going to clap their hands and think yes all of that trouble's gone you know what a person in syria is going to think they're going to think how the fuck am i going to eat tonight cuz it's going to be another day where food is an insecurity heating's an insecurity they don't have housing and there's been a fucking earthquake that's killed most of their family nothing changes for them yet we act like because our politicians have changed the entire world has changed this is a western ignorance that we have built into us from day one believing that the west is our world and our world only and that everything outside of it is just some sphere that we view from our TVs it's one thing to observe the news it's another thing to completely believe it and absorb yourself in it this is not a source of information it's not the source of information it's just one one singular source one singular facet through which you can access some stuff about the greater world you need to widen your horizons because this is not the only way that you get information the best way that you can learn about another country and its current affairs is by talking from by talking with someone from that country because they can explain it much better with all of the cultural nuances and the translations and you can see past all of the facades that the news don't show you things are translated into a language right and through translation you lose a lot of nuance you lose a lot of understanding of a culture they barbarianize the arabic language and now what we have is people who think that anyone who speaks arabic is a fucking brute who supports terrorism who supports killing people in the name of god 
when it's just objectively not true. It's a narrative pushed by the media. And that narrative leads people to building an apathy towards people in countries like Syria, countries like Iraq as well. Generally, Muslim countries, they just look down upon them. They look down upon them and think they deserve whatever happens to them. Did you see that newspaper by Charlie Hebdo? Right, this fucking cunt back at it again. I don't give a shit about the French ideals of free speech. Ideology is poison and they're so obsessed with it, the fucking French dickheads. You know why I hate almost as equally, yeah? People who see this very obvious grab for attention and they repost it everywhere. They're farming outrage and you are the product, right? If you're reposting this Charlie Hebdo shit on your stories, what have you actually achieved apart from getting a bunch of people pissed off? Has that successfully changed anyone's opinion on anything at all? Has that caused an actual change for people in Turkey? You know what, yeah? If you're a fucking Instagram activist, or you think you are, and I'm talking very directly to you right now, you're a fucking dickhead. Because you are so obsessed with presenting yourself as some sort of forward-thinking progressive, or so obsessed with presenting your ideology as the right ideology, that you don't see the actual harm and the good that actions have. You only see the political side of it all. You only see the ideology. You only think about how you can present yourself in terms of aesthetics. Nothing, no solutions coming from you, yeah? Just presentations. So repost that fucking Charlie Hebdo shit. What have you done? You've shown the world that you get really angry and pissed off easily about what someone else in a different country does, which is kind of silly if you think about it, right? Deeper for a second, this is some random white guy in France making an outrage story so that he can make more money. You've fallen for the trap, first of all. Second, you're posting that shit on the feeds of people who don't want to see it because they don't want to be outraged. Who in their right mind wants to be outraged? Maybe you do, but that makes you a dickhead. That makes you a melt. That makes you an absolute fucking loser. Thirdly, has this positively affected the people of Syria and Turkey? No, it hasn't. Do you think the people who are trapped underneath the rubble right now are looking at that Charlie Hebdo comic and thinking, oh no, that's really mean. Do you think they're thinking that right now? No, they're not because they're fucking starving. You have done nothing at all under these points to change the lives of Syrians and Turkish people for the better. So just don't post that shit at all. Sort yourself out. Discipline yourself. You are undisciplined. That's what you are. You are undisciplined. You are easily raised to emotions. And you don't understand that your emotions control you. You should be the one controlling your emotions right now. You can get angry. That's a very righteous thing to do. That's a very human thing to do. But if you let your anger lead you to make stupid decisions... You are a subhuman. You are an animal. You are someone who is unable to regulate their emotions. The same way that we have toddlers on leashes, you should be kept on a leash, you fucking bellend. I hope you think about that for a second. I hope you think about it often because I see some crazy shit on my feeds. I'm very active on social media because I like posting pretty pictures because I'm a fucking photographer, right? So when I see this stupid shit, it pisses me off. Don't post that shit. You're making me angry. I don't like being upset. Because I think that maintaining a low blood pressure is really good for longevity and I want to live a long, healthy life, right? This isn't anything like, oh, I'm so edgy, I'm angry. No, no, no. I just want to live my, my life like a normal fucking person. So don't post that shit. You're putting us at detriment. You can pay for medical bills if you're going to post that shit because NHS is going to get privatized soon, let's be real, yeah? Don't post that shit. What you can post instead. I think I'm a firm believer in posting moments of human solidarity. I've seen beautiful videos of rescue workers digging up these children and yelling Allahu Akbar in praise because God is great. They have saved this child. This child has survived. It is, it is a miracle that a child can... There was a story. 
Right, kid dug up from rubble 80 hours after the earthquake. A little kid survived 80 hours, no food, no water, in the dark, under rubble, hurt, family dead. He survived. And the workers, they were so happy about it. It's a tragedy because his family's been wiped out. But it's beautiful because these workers slaved and toiled away. Who knows how many bodies they dug up before that little boy? Probably so many. And for a moment, just for one little moment, they had proof that there was hope even in the most terrible situations. Repost that shit on your feeds. Because that's beautiful. That's solidarity. That's human. That shows what people are capable of if they work together. That shows how much optimism people have. That shows how much life there is in the world even amongst death. But you don't post that shit, do you? Because instead you want to post the shit that gets you riled up and outraged. Post some positive content for once. I'm not saying wash away everything terrible in the world. I'm saying what good does it serve to repost what is essentially tragedy porn on your feeds? Source it out. Source it out. It's immature. It's pathetic. I honestly look down upon you. You fucking piss me off. I have a certain few individuals in my mind when I'm saying this. And it's not a personal hatred. It's just you can do better. So do better. Alright? No excuses. If anyone comes to my DMs chatting about, Oh, but I really believe that this is this or whatever. Yeah? I don't give a shit. I'm not replying. If I do reply, it's going to be some stupid shit like 8-ball pool. Don't be silly. It's not worth being silly, okay? Be silly in a whimsical manner, not in a fucking detrimental manner. I truly hope that everyone who's been affected by these earthquakes finds some solstice in their situations at some point. I hope they find peace. I hope they find understanding. I hope they can rebuild what life they have left. For many, this is a life-changing thing. Life is never the same after tragedy like this. After a natural disaster, entire cities are raised. Governments need to work together. To rebuild things as is Put the politics aside Look at only the humans that they're meant to be taken care of Get shit fixed up If any reasonable person Was in government This would have been sorted out Would be in the process of being sorted out Instead we blind ourselves with politics and ideology Ideology is poison Politicians Blasting one another online over things Is so so stupid We've doomed ourselves but there are heroes among us. Those workers who put aside so much. Those civilians who drive from cities hours away to bring supplies and relief to the people in those cities that were affected. Those are the heroes, not the fucking politicians. Be aware of this whenever you're looking at the media and the news and you see more news about Turkey and Syria. I apologise if I pronounce Turk. Is it? The new name is Turkey or something like that. I'll try Remember, it's going to take a while to get used to. I don't want to, like, erase an entire cultural identity and say, Turkey, Turkey, that's a fucking Westerner. I'm a Westerner, but I like to think that I'm a little bit more not Western. You get me? That's this done. I didn't really make any points. I just wanted to talk about the earthquake. What a tragedy. Yeah. Have a lovely weekend. Goodbye.